Welcome to Broadway Radio's Tell Me More. I'm your host, Matt Tamanini. Here on Tell Me More, we strive to talk about projects and topics that don't often get covered on theater podcasts. On today's episode, I am finally getting to talk to someone that I've been wanting to interview for quite a while, Haley Pichoon. She made her Broadway debut at the tender age of 12 and has been seen in a total of eight Broadway shows, including Hairspray, Anything Goes, Something Rotten, and Hello, Dolly. She also played Glinda on the Wicked Tour and played Tammy, a role that she also played on Broadway and on tour, in the Hairspray film. And while she was wonderful in all of those projects, what I've been dying to talk to her about are the things that she does when she's not on stage, and two of them specifically. Last fall, she made her debut as a guest host on QVC. Yes, that QVC. And in January, she launched her own reality recap show, The Broadway Bachelorette. In our conversation, we get into both of those things, as well as others, but we also discuss the impetus and necessity for artists to create their own projects and to chase the ones that will fulfill them while leaving the ones that don't behind. Haley's honesty and excitement were infectious, and I thoroughly enjoyed my chat with her, and I hope that you will as well. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Haley Pichoon. So let's start off with the most important thing. Are you still on a high from the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl? <laughs> I still don't believe that it happened. Like, I really don't. I was so emotional at the game that took us to the Super Bowl. Like, I full out cried. I was hugging everyone in the bar. Like, there's like a group of 20 of us that watch it together up at a bar in Inwood. And um, I could not handle it. And then with the Super Bowl... My parents were there, so they live here half of the year, and they're wintering at their house in Arizona right now, and they flew back to watch the game with me and our group of families and friends that we watch it with. It was the most fun. I just, like, I still can't believe it. (laughs) Are you from St. Louis proper, or where are you? Or Kansas City. I'm sorry, I said St. Louis. Um, I'm from Overland Park, Kansas, born and raised, um, you know, like, Grew up going to all the Royals games, and we didn't really go to a lot of football growing up. We were my dad's more of like a KU basketball guy, and we did Royals games. But I got into football in high school because my high school was really big into football, and then I kind of like made my family get into it. So it's been like just the <laughs> most fun. Like every Sunday this past season, we've been able to watch it all together. And now when I wear my Kansas City hat, I wear it all the time, my stocking hat, but people around New York, I feel like actually know who the Chiefs are now. Yeah. <laughs> and just assume you're like a bandwagon fan. Yeah, I'm like, no, I've been around and the Chiefs have been around for a while. So it's oh, it's just such a thrill. So thank you for the, awesome. um, the mention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I my mom was born in, in Jefferson, Missouri, and I actually worked randomly in a little town called Iola, Kansas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know um, Iola. Very small town. But that's yeah. neither here nor there. I wanted to talk to you because you are now, I guess we're getting close to the end of the season of The Bachelor. Yeah. And you have been doing The Broadway Bachelorette this season where you've been recapping episodes of The Bachelor with your Broadway friends from your bed with your co-host, Maisie, your dog. <laughs> So there is obviously anytime you turn on social media on a Monday night, there are dozens of theater people watching this show. And obviously it being on a Monday night certainly helps. But beyond that, what do you think the attraction is for this show for people in general and then maybe even specifically for 
theater folks like yourself? I mean, I think for all of us as just human beings, it's this nice escapism. Um, I know for me, like, I am not ashamed to say that I love trash TV, meaning reality shows like The Bachelor and <laughs> Real Housewives and currently Love is Blind. Um, you know, our business of show and play is that like we we know what goes behind the scenes into a television shoot or a movie shoot or you know an audition or you know a wardrobe fitting just anything so when we get the opportunity to like watch something utterly ridiculous and somewhat real um i think it's i i just gives us a sense of like oh we can turn our brains off and like rest for the day and i think that goes along for everyone I know I've been watching it since season one of like very, very beginning. Oh I've been a diehard fan. There's been some seasons that I've skipped, but um, I think that's a universal thing. Everyone just likes the escapism. I think it's turned into a little too um, uh, produced now, but sometimes you just kind of want sure. that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like watching from afar and I, I only watched one season of the bachelor it was the one when rachel Lindsay was a contestant yeah. i was actually in a fantasy i was in a fantasy pool that season so i had to watch religiously of course <laughs> but it's it from the outside it seems like this show has evolved quite a bit in the 24 seasons of the bachelor and however many of the bachelorette and all that kind of stuff yes majorly evolved i mean before they would just pick randos to be you know the bachelor and then finally they were like well everyone really likes trista we're gonna do the bachelorette so she can find love and now it's become a thing where you go on the show obviously now to promote your social media so you can get followers and never have to work a day in your life um, because you're promoting, you know, gummy bear <laughs> hair and revolved clothing and whoever knows what else. Oh, my Lord. But they're taking, you know, the favorite from the last few seasons and making them the next star. So it's kind of like everyone's dream is to be, I guess, not chosen <laughs> and to be the new Bachelor or Bachelorette. <laughs> um, and then, you know, now they're starting with all these crazy spin-off shows of, Oh, some like songwriting one. I mean, it's getting out of control. <laughs> well, I, I want to get to some of that uh, in a little bit, but you you mentioned um, how everyone is is doing this and they're promoting things. Obviously, you now have something to promote that's bachelor related. Where did the idea to sit in your bed with your friends, talk about the bachelor, and put it out on YouTube for everyone to see come from? So I've been on, I've, I've been involved. I was the commissioner of a fantasy bachelor league for a few seasons <laughs> in a row. And I have a trophy and everything that we passed around with our group. Very nice. And that was all my Broadway friends. And then I'm also on this big Broadway group chat. There's probably, oh my God, at least 13 of us, maybe. And for a long time, I've been thinking I should do a podcast and I would love to have my friends be the guests. And each week we'll recap the bachelor. Well, I've been wanting to get more into hosting and just being me instead of, you know, being just an actor. Um, I really want to do more hosting. So I was like, well, the only way to do it is to just get my face more in front of the camera. So that was the decision on a Thursday night. And by Tuesday morning, Sarah Jenkins, my dear sweet friend, came over with her huge, gorgeous photography light. We set up in my bedroom. Um I made Maisie a homemade pearl necklace and 
we just started <laughs> shooting and she helped me kind of figure out a few more things with editing that I didn't know beforehand. I edited it as soon as she was done. And by Tuesday, late afternoon, it was out. And I was like, okay, next Tuesday, got to do it. And I started booking my friends and it's just something fun for me to do. And I think people get a kick out of watching their Broadway, you know, friends talk about something so silly. And Maisie is truly the star of the show. Let's be real. Um, I was, I was worried that Maisie was going to paw at your, your fancy dress in the first episode a little too much. I was a little worried. There was a kind, I would say like mm, a quarter size amount of tool that was gone, but I was like, whatever, I got that dress for free, so it's okay. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. It wasn't something you, you rented or borrowed from somebody then? Nope. No, okay, my closet that... is this full costume closet. Gotcha. That makes me feel a little bit better. I was a little oh, yeah. nervous for that first episode. But um, so as you, you book Sarah Jenkins, if people don't know Sarah, she is one of the best followers on social media, so you have to follow Sarah. Yeah. Um, but beyond... Beyond that, how do you go through? Do you just go through that group chat, go through your your contacts list and say, hey, do you want to come sit in bed with me and talk about The Bachelor? What's the process of trying to book folks in to uh, to do this with you? Yeah, I've got, you know, my whole group chat of people that I've made a whole list of Google Doc of. And then the more people that I, you know, they might not be on my immediate radar of, oh, right. I remember they watch it. I just write their name down. And then I try to figure out, okay, well, this type of energy was this week with this person. And so I, I want to try to get this type of energy with this person. And obviously with, especially right now, audition season is really heavy. So I've had a mm-hmm. few last minute cancels, which I completely support. I mean, we're all out there hustling. So it's no big deal if someone has to cancel. This is for fun. And I'm making my friends be at my house at 9am on a Tuesday morning and full be ready for a, a photo sh- or a, you know, a shoot. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm just writing stuff down and, you know, um, uh, my friend, Sarah Edwards, who is on the show, she's helping out with pre-pro right now for music man. And she's like, Oh, Sutton watches it too. And Sutton and I did anything goes. So I'm like, Oh, I got to mm-hmm. get Sutton on one of these days. So, you know, yeah. the list keeps growing and you just, you just add the names and put the energy out there and hopefully it comes back. So are you planning something big for the season finale? Um, do you have anything in the works there? Cause it's still a few weeks away, but it's getting, it's getting close. I do have a guest and this person, I think everyone, it's so obvious who this person could be. Um, but I'm so excited that this person wants to be on. Um, there was one more guest that I might try to get. Um, I don't know if they'll really be in town. So it's like, do we do a Skype moment? Um, I don't know. So I think the big finale is just going to be the big finale. That's what it is. You know, okay. who's going to get that final rose? Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a big deal. I'm sure pins and needles are being sat on currently. Um, <laughs> And or can you give any hint as to that? You think you say everybody kind of assumes. I mean, you mentioned Sutton. Is it? Is there something else you can give a hint as to who this final guest might be? No, everyone just has to tune in and okay. see. All right, all right, that's good. That's a good tease. Good. You want to do the more hosting? You know how to do the tease. I get it. Um, yeah. <laughs> now you mentioned wanting to do more hosting. I know you've done stuff uh, on the red carpet with Broadway Style Guide, and I want to talk a little bit more in depth about QVC stuff, but why is that something that appealed to you? Why is, as someone who's been not only in theater, but on Broadway for 
literally more than half of your life, uh, yeah. you, you, <laughs> most of your life. Why do you decide, all, you know, not all of a sudden, but why do you decide, hey, I want to do something that is still front facing, still, you know, out there, but not actually the singing, dancing, acting side that you've been doing for most of your life? I think it's a, a good sister switch, you know, like I'm still putting on, you know, the costumes, AKA the beautiful red carpet dresses that I might be wearing, you know, I'm still doing my makeup. I'm still getting to be involved with entertainment and somehow, but I'm getting to, you know, write my own material or just be me instead of having to be a character. And I really, really like that. And as you've said, you know, I've been on Broadway since I was 12 years old and I'm so fortunate and lucky to have done that. But um, there just comes a time, I think, in everyone's life where it's like, okay, well, what else can I do to spread my wings and and be more creative? And I really like doing this other stuff. I just I, I'm trying to create more opportunities for myself because that's all you can do. Yeah. And that's something that we hear a lot from especially theater performers that it's a no pun intended. It's a hard knock life between auditions and shows and all that stuff and finding opportunities to create projects for yourself is at this point with, you know, everything digital blowing up so much like that's almost as much part of the job as the auditions and the actual projects are. Yes. And I think for really any division of entertainment, whether you're a TV actor, a film, theater, whether you're a musical theater actor or a play actor, you sometimes get pigeonholed into, oh, well, she does this or he does this. And even within musical theater world specifically, like I was pigeonholed for a long time. Oh, she's the perfect ensemble member who could cover a principal. And I'm like, no, I can actually be the principal um, and probably <laughs> do it better than that person because I can do all of it. But because I can do all of it, I'm put in the ensemble. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're valuable because I'm you're so that much triple more threat. valuable because yeah. I can do it all. Which I mean, I'll toot my horn. The ensemble members and swings are the living, breathing, Absolutely. you know, heartbeat of Broadway. And we work really hard. Not saying that other people don't, but we really do. We work really, really hard. And I'm trying to not be pigeonholed into that anymore. I've loved my career, but I want to do more, and I know I can do more. So I'm just trying to create opportunities for myself. Kind of a. I wasn't planning on kind of going down this road, but, you know, since you were in the ensemble and were understanding, like you said, in Hello, Dolly, you've done a lot of uh, shows out of town where you were a principal. And I had actually wondered at one point, I was like, I wonder if this is a choice where she's trying to focus a little bit more on some principal opportunities and not being pigeonholed. And was that a conscious choice to maybe go yeah. out of town and do some of these things? Yeah, actually, after I had done, I played Glinda on the Wicked tour. Um, and after that, I was like, awesome. You know, for me and my own path, everyone has their own path. And I always reiterate this. I'm like, you, it is okay if you are happy doing what you do, whether it be ensemble or swinging or dance captaining or principal work or whatever character work. If you were happy doing that, then do that. But for me personally, as Haley, I wanted to play more principles. So after Wicked, I was like, yes, I'm finally like on the path. Well, it's harder because those jobs are one person for one role versus the ensemble. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, six yeah. roles or eight. So my chance to work was a lot more when I was in the ensemble. And I did go in for mini Faye, but I was told I was too old. And at that point in my life, I just needed a job. And so I was like, I mean, I had to pay my bills. I had to pay my mortgage. 
And I was so lucky to be cast in that show, not only because it was like Broadway history, but just from a human being standpoint, living in New York City, I needed that job. So that's why I kind of took Hello, Dolly. Um, And I'm so glad I did because I got to work with some of my best friends. But, you know, since that, I was like, okay, I I really have to put my foot down. And it's been really hard. The jobs, um, you know, money-wise aren't coming in as often as you want because they're hiring people, you know, with more Instagram followers or who knows what else. Um, they've been on American Idol. I don't know, like something, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or they've been on The Bachelor. <laughs> <I never laughs> um, maybe I need to go on one of those shows so I can be yeah, on that yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, it is kind of a conscious decision for me personally right now. So basically, everybody who either listens to this or reads this needs to go and follow you on Instagram because we obviously see how important that is now. Um, that's I mean, the most why not? It doesn't thing. hurt. No, I mean, I am a follower. That's how I know about the Broadway Bachelorette. And that's how I know about QVC, which is one of those things that like it never even occurred to me that that was a job that people could like work towards doing and, and kind of following along with your journey on I know that there was a, a fairly long process for you to be able to do this. No, so explain to me exactly what you are. You're a rep for the Flex shoe. Explain to me how this all works. Yes. So I'll take you further back from day one. So my oh, agent calls me one morning and he's like, hey, so I have this opportunity for you for an audition for a full-time, I repeat, full-time host on QVC. And I was like, yes, immediately, where do I sign up? Like no breath was had. I was like, how do I do this? Um, So I had to audition. Um, I had to make a tape. And my lovely friend, Jenny Anderson, uh, I went to her studio. She helped me film it in her beautifully lit studio. I made a tape and I got a call back. And then I auditioned in person and they really loved me. My feedback was great. But they knew that I was a Broadway performer. They know, they're like, we know Haley's not going to leave New York because the studios are in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Right. So they said, what do we have to do to make sure that we get her? And I was like, uh, I had luckily met a guy who I did the Royal family of Broadway with up at Barrington was right. friends with someone who was a guest host for QVC. So we got in contact with one another. He was like, you want a guest host? Uh, you basically are the face of a brand. So I told QVC, I want to be a guest host. Well, then I had to go through a whole nother audition process. Um, (laughs) And luckily I made it through. And then once you're approved, you are on a waiting list, a guest host waiting list. And My Lord, this is quite the process. It's so long. So then you choose which categories you think you would be good at. So I chose, you know, like fashion, beauty, jewelry, um, workout accessories. You know, I did not choose like homewares or technology because I should not be trusted selling, you know, a Dell computer. <laughs> like that's just not me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can sell you, you know, a cute pair of earrings, but <laughs> I don't need to sell you an iPhone. <laughs> so, uh, so they said, once you're on this list, you can be chosen anywhere between two days, four months, six years or never from a brand. So I was like, oh, my God, this is going to take forever. Well, luckily, I think it was about four months I was on the list. And I got a call saying that a brand was interested in me. And it was the Flex Shoes. And 
they were like, here's your offer. This is what it is. There was no negotiation. And then bing, bang, boom, I was on the air within a few months. And, you know, you get your airings, I think, sometimes a week before. Sometimes it's at 3 a.m. when you're on the air. I was very lucky. I had a lot of primetime airings. So that was like anywhere between 7 and 10 p.m. Um, but I would drive to Westchester, you know, do your own hair and makeup, wear your own clothing, and then you have to learn everything about the brand, about the shoes. It was so fun and so scary, but I loved it. So what are some of the real quick bullet points of what makes the Flex shoe so special? Well, we can't call the Flex shoe the Flex if it doesn't flex. So it is a flexible, <laughs> fold shoe. All of the shoes start uh, in the heart of Tuscany. We use all Italian leathers on the upper and the liners of the shoes. It's beautiful. Uh, they're all handmade. They're actually beautiful, really nice shoes. Um, and I was lucky enough to, you know, get a few free pairs sent to me. And I've given some to my mom. She loves them. I wear them around New York all the time. And, you know, we're on our feet the whole time, and I never feel tired, which is great. I don't know that they make men's shoes, but if they do, I want a pair. So uh, <laughs> you, th that was sold. So very, uh, very you. well done. Great. Thanks. <laughs> so is that is that was that just something that you did? I guess that was was that last year that you did that? Or is this something ongoing? What's the, pro the process yep. with that? So I did the flex from probably about August till November of last year. And the flex actually they kind of pulled themselves off of QVC because they are a higher price point shoe because of the quality right. of the make and the leather. And within the other shoe brands that we were with, we were with Skechers and Clarks, uh, Vince Camuto, and those shoes for a QVC audience is more of the target price that a QVC audience wants. And the Flex is just too high price. So the Flex pulled themselves off, which means I was off as well. So now I, you know, I let them know, Hey, Make sure I'm still on the list. And, you know, it could be tomorrow I get a call or it could be never. Um, but you never yeah. know. I made great friends with a lot of the hosts, the main hosts. So I'm still in contact with them. And they all really believe in me. Um, they keep trying to say, you know, you have to come back here and be a full-time host. So maybe someday I'll, you know, move to Pennsylvania and get a yard for Maisie and go live <laughs> my life at QVC. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Well, that's I, – I, I just from following along – on your journey on social media, like I knew that it was a process. I did not realize there were that many ho hoops uh, yeah. to jump through. So that's well, kind of and incredible. Some, some people, uh, so one, one woman that I worked with who was with another shoe brand, her husband works for Skechers and Skechers came to her and said, Hey, would you like to be our host? So really it's kind of every, everyone's story is very, very different. One other person, you know, they were selling bags that night and she was the inventor of these particular bags. So everyone's journey is different, but my journey is the guest host audition journey. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, mm -hmm. um, to get circle back to the Broadway Bachelorette, because that is something that you don't have to wait for someone else to call you on. This is going to happen again on uh, on Tuesday. And as Tuesday. we get closer to the end of the season, what are some of the things that as you've sat in bed with um, all of these folks and talked to Because is it seven episodes total now? Yes, I just did my seventh episode with Michael Campano. Yeah. So as you've gone through, has there been anything that surprised you about the individual fandoms of how these seven people have looked at The Bachelor, you know, as compared to what you might have assumed as being someone who has watched since they went? Has there been any surprises about what they've brought to these discussions for you? 
Um, well, like, so Michael's brand new to kind of watching it. He's only, he only started with Rachel Lindsay's season. So it's been interesting to know that like he has watched this new formula. So he only knows this formula. Whereas Kimberly Cooper from Broadway said she's watched since the beginning. So she knows, you know, how it's kind of transitioned and formed. Um, but you know, each person brings their own fun personality and, you know, Sarah Jenkins always points out that none of these girls can say vulnerable. <laughs> um, so it's, just, it's little things that, you know, I pointed out this last week with Michael that one of the girls, instead of saying hopeful, H-O-P-E-F-U-L, she said hopeful. And oh, it's just that's something, not a good one. No. no. <laughs> it's just something that like Michael did not see that but I played it back for him and he's like oh my god she did or he would point something out you know it's just each person recognizes something different on an episode and it's really fun to hear what someone else might see and you miss oh my okay all right so we have if I'm following along correctly there are three contestants left right Victoria Madison and Hannah um and Peter is the bachelor do you have a favorite um, or who you think he should pick? Where are you falling down? And maybe is who you think he should pick different than who you think he will pick? I don't like any of them. Okay, good. <laughs> I good, good, think good. they're all the most boring final three group of girls that we've had in a really long time. I can't believe Victoria is still there. She's such a disaster. Clearly, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be very frank here. The main, Peter is thinking with his man brains and that's why he's still there or that's why she's still there. Um, So I don't know why she's still there. She is just a, uh, she's a mess, (laughs) but I definitely think he's going to pick Madison with those spider eyelashes. He will definitely pick her. And um, I hope none of them are the new bachelorette. I'm voting for Tia. I want Tia to be the bachelorette. Okay, Tia. I'm. I'm. She was. She eliminated she was, fairly early. She was uh, way back on. Uh, was it Colton season? Oh, okay. So not uh, even from this. Oh, season. yeah. She's not even from this season. No, none of these okay. girls from this season should be the Bachelorette. Gotcha. <laughs> or they could okay, just good. call me. I'm single. There you go. I mean, at this point, you're now doing a show about the Bachelor. You might as well. I think Correct. that would. That would certainly help you land principal roles on Broadway. Yeah, I did audition for Ben's season, but I didn't make it past the first cut. <laughs> oh, that well, their loss. That is, and Ben's, their yeah. loss. ABC's and Ben's loss. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me More. My name is Matt Tamanini. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWMatt, and you can reach out to Broadway Radio on both Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. We will have social media information for Haley Pachoon, as well as all of the information for The Broadway Bachelorette in the show notes and on broadwayradio.com. Tell Me More is produced and edited by me. Special thanks, of course, to the delightful Haley Pachoon, Kevin Jager, and the man without whom none of Broadway Radio is possible, James Marino. Thanks again for listening, and remember... And now I'm all ready to fly. Yes, to fly higher and higher and higher. Always get a second scoop. And when you get the chance, ask people to tell you more.